Elevators Podcast. My name is Matthew Sky Osborne. What's up? It's your girl, Cheryl. And we are here today. We are recording a day early. I got some things I got to do out of town. So. Matthew got called out on business. I'm like <laughs> a boss. I don't know about that. Um, so we got to make do and get this done now. Sorry there's no video. Um. I don't have my camera with me, so this is going to have to work. So, check us out on Instagram, Elevators1209. Uh, on YouTube, Elevators Podcast. On Facebook, Elevators Podcast. Twitter, Twitter. Elevators Pod, P-O-D. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. Yes. Google Play. Yes. That is all correct. Booyah. So... I don't have my itinerary. Oh, really? So, what's going on with you? <laughs> um, well, it's been a great week. <clears throat> Got some, found a couple of models that I can that I for, can shoot for some projects that I'm working oh. on, just to try to get my creativity back. Remember, I was in the struggle zone. Did you end up going to museums? I did. Where'd you go? I went to the Dallas Museum of Arts. Where's that at? Um, downtown Dallas, like right off of, is it 75 and Pearl Street? Um, what, What's in it? Have I been in this? Does this one have, did you go through the whole thing? Yeah. Does this one have a section where it's got these really large black paintings that look kind of like mud? Or I wonder if, if that's displays even there still. Or I'm trying you know, to they out. switch up the exhibits. Yeah, so I'm like, I wonder, because I've been to one where it had like a, I think it was the one, what's it called, Arts? Dallas Art. Dallas. Where they had a guy named Banksy in there. I think uh, so. Who's like a graffiti guy overseas that nobody's ever seen his face apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that museum was dope. Yeah, it's the Dallas Museum of Arts. I think that's the one I've been to. And then they have one in... It's a, they have the Fort Worth Museum. Is that... Okay, no, wait, hold on. Does that one have a structure out front that you can step into and you talk and it echoes you? I don't know. I've never I've never been. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm talking like you, like you went to it. You're getting all excited. No, but um, this weekend I'm supposed to go to um, Ripley's believe it or not yeah Ripley's believe it <laughs> the wax museum is that here yeah that's it's always in, been here always been here it's in Grand Prairie I think that's where I live yeah wait wait is it Arlington it's right off of 30 so Arlington, I've never I mean, been is yeah that way yeah so <coughs> I've never been 
never been to that, so I want to go and see that. You talking real soft, man? Why you? Why you so? Why you so chill? I, I had uh, I had uh, a so beverage <laughs> that relaxed me and got me feeling like in in the zone. Okay. It's the Patron. I swear. Closer to you. Make sure we pick you up. Don't don't put it over here. Because I enunciate. I'm I'm very. You see the wavelengths when I talk. Yeah. When you talk, it'd be like chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> All right. So, did you get inspired? I did. That's. Did you feel the need to go do something when you left? I did. Which is. I didn't do anything. <laughs> so you were inspired. But I work. I I was. But I worked towards something. Like in order for me to make a project work, you know, I need the the space. So I was gonna rent a space, and that's a hundred and fifty dollars out of pocket. Then you have to find a model. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't just have um, a database with models, but I'm working towards that. Um, you have to find someone that's available, and then like sometimes, you know, when you're inspired, you have the inspiration right then and there, uh-huh. and you want to work on it and move forward. But then you have to call the makeup artist and she see if she's available. Then you have to call your model. Then you have to try and secure the space, and then it's like working with all of these different people. And you know, people are like, "Well, I got I got to do this on this day. Oh, I can't make that time. Oh, I already have plans." And then you just like, "Okay." Now the inspiration is gone. It's kind of just like fading it's away. Leveled off. But. So if that's the case, I have a question. It's just a question. I'm just asking. <clears throat> is that is this all right? That is a no no. Oh. I need like these are I need regular pillows. If you can see the video, if, oh, if we have video. That's not. We're not talking about that. <clears throat> what was your question? So the question was, if that's the case. Were you truly inspired? Yes. Does true inspiration wear off? I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm not still ready to make a move. Mm-hmm. I'm stating that when you ha- when it's a struggle to to get it done, mm-hmm. it's just like uh, it kind of fleets a little bit. But okay. I'm just curious. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, you looking at me. I'm though. looking at you. I'm just kind of curious. I'm like, because you're always inspired. I I I experience the same thing. Mm. So all I'm doing here is uh, some self reflection. Like, was I really inspired, I'm or was always... I just like, you know, was I in a mood? No. Or was I really inspired? I feel like if I'm really inspired. You know, it should should it stick? Because now that I think about it, being inspired is kind of like um, being in the zone. You ever play sports? Mm-hmm. Would That's you, exactly would you, what it's would you like. play? Basketball. So you ever play basketball and you're in the zone and it's like you're just like you're in a place where you're just moving and doing stuff. Yep. And you're not really thinking about it. You're just moving. Mm-hmm. I guess that only lasts for a certain certain and then amount of time. When, when you break that concentration, it's because like your adrenaline is pumping, you know. Right. And then when that concentration is broken, it's just like it's hard to get the momentum back up to that to level to, to get hot. Yeah, again. to that inspiration. But, okay. So I mean, it's still there. It, it it's, it's coming back. Okay. I feel like once I'm in front of my canvas and I can actually paint, then. 
Because at least now I want to do more of it. Uh-huh. When before it was like, uh, I don't really feel like it. This is this is this is interesting to me because I'm thinking about this now, in in, in different ways where I'm like, being a creative person, you're it's like being in love. You're in love with being creative, with whatever however you do it, whether it's photography, painting, dancing. I don't know. You're in love with it, meaning that it sticks, it stays, it doesn't go anywhere. It's with you. And while you're in love, whether that's you know in being creative or just with another person, you do have moments when you're in love where you get inspired to do things. And when that wears off, you're still in love. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm just refla- <laughs> I'm thinking about this in my own for myself now because I'm like, you know, I've had low points, but I've always been in love. With making music and being creative, I always mm-hmm. want to do it, but there are moments where I'm not really making anything creative or I'm making stuff that I think sucks. But I do get inspired and I do make some amazing things, I think, sometimes. So I was just kind of delving into your, your moment there. I found it kind of interesting. Hello? Yeah. I mean, you're very preoccupied, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Just I I won't bother you while you know you're you're looking things up over there. Are you learning learning things? You learning important? What are you learning? I'm looking at the <laughs> uh, Fort Worth Museum of Arts. Is there a large structure out front? Well, my phone is moving like extremely slow. <clears throat> so, what do you think about what I just said? You're in love with your create with whatever it is you're creative with, and you have moments of inspiration. That would explain to me. How your inspiration goes up and down. It's like being in the zone. You always love playing basketball, or they love playing basketball. Then they get hot, and they're not hot. They have streaks. So I'm cool with that. Are you? I am. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, oh, come on, like you know, get in, get in. No, I don't want to compare <laughs> love to basketball, where you have, <laughs> where you have streaks. Because to me, it sounds like I love you a lot right here. But then when I'm not as hot, no, like I don't love you as much. No, it's like you have But hot, I still love you. I can see how the comparison could be odd. Because I was just thinking of it like, you know, you, got, you watch a guy playing basketball and he gets hot. So he's on a hot streak. But the whole time he's still playing basketball. Because he loves basketball or she loves basketball. Comparing that to relationships, maybe there's a moment or like when you're in a streak like, man... I really like doing this thing with you. And that changes. Then something else. But you're still with the person. You're still, you still love them or whatever. But maybe you like doing this thing with them at that time. Maybe that wears off. Do you want to do something else with them? Maybe that gets boring. So you do this. That could be anything. That could be going places. That could be sex. It could be a number of things. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. If that helps. Helps? If that helps your picture, yeah, that's just how I'm visualizing. Yeah, it. that's how you painted it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay. What else? What else is happening? Um, my kid keeps getting sick at daycare. It makes me mad. But the doctor tells me that that is a normal process. 
he's going to get sick for about a year or so until his immune system builds up. It's just hard to see your kids sick all the time. So I'm struggling through that right now. You hear his little cough. <laughs> well, I can't. I mean, don't sound like that. But it's a little, you know, a little baby cough. You're the baby cough. You just want to help him, but you can't. You just got to let him suffer through it. Poor thing. Aww. You want to take away his pain. Yeah, I just want to help him out. And he's and you'll hear him cough. And after he's done coughing, he'll go... Oh. Like he's tired of coughing? Yeah, like he's, he's... tired of being sick? Yeah, he's... Just, <laughs> oh, oh, like it hurts. You know, oh, I'm like, oh. And he's usually doing this when he's asleep. So for me to go in there and try to comfort him, I would actually be waking him up, you know, which would probably make it worse. So, you know, just got to let him kind of suffer through it. Oh. That's unfortunate. I'm going to be away from him for the next 10 days. You going to cry? I don't think I'm going to cry. I'm gonna, I mean, not at this moment, but if we were FaceTiming and I see him after... A few days or whatever, it may have me in my feelings. Oh, <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Um, because I haven't been away from him no more than I don't want to say away from him. I haven't. I've been like the most I've been without seeing him has been like maybe two days, where just my work schedule didn't line up with when I got home, and I just missed him going to bed or something. Mm-hmm. But even then, I can still go up to his crib and look at him and be creepy. You know, and just watch them sleep, which people do. I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> you know, you have kids. You've got you've watched your kids just, sleep. Just your facial expression, like you were like, no, but it's fine because everyone does it. People like, do you it. were trying to justify it because you looked at me like a kind of way, like you watch your kids sleep. What's wrong with you? You just no, stay in the room no. and look at them. <laughs> You're mine forever. No, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that at all. That's actually, that's really sweet. You so, know what? I want to give me a dog. Do you? <laughs> do you? It'll be the equivalent of a child. Or are right? you just inspired right now? No. <laughs> Don't play me. I, I was. I've been that's thinking a about it. I know. Who's going to watch? I know. While you're out. Cage train. Cage. Uh huh. Okay. Put him in a cage. I guess you're in a position now. Where you could do that, as far as how your day goes with your yeah, schedule. Right, I know. You could probably do that. I've been do, thinking about it. No, wait. Do you want? Do you want a dog, or do you want a accessory? I, I'm I'm the wrong person to ask because I want both. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I want a big dog. You want a dog, and then I want a lap dog. You want an ex, you want a purse. I want both. <laughs> But I, if I had to choose, like right now, I'd probably go with the lap dog. I'd probably go with something small. Why? It's just because it's cute. But don't you know that big dog takes a big shit? It's gonna be there for you. That little dog is gonna be. That little dog too. can't do nothing for you. He can be a distraction. Be, except be annoying and cute. Yep, and he can be a noisemaker if any if yeah. there are any intruders. Ain't nobody gonna be scared of that little dog. Maybe not, but what if I'm asleep? Like he just wake me up and bam. And, and the, then the burglar comes in, and steps on the dog. Dog ain't. You need a That's dog. That's why I'm gonna get me a concealed carry. Now we're. <laughs> That's I mean. The segways. <laughs> well, yeah. 
But you don't need that for your apartment. I don't. You can, so, just, you can just get it. What do you mean? You just get a gun. No. Why? Like, I just got a gun at the crib. No, I'm, but I'm just saying, like... I got a few guns at the crib. If you're saying actually. I don't need it, then I don't need a big dog to warn off bad guys then, right? If you get a if you get an accessory, you probably need it. But if you get you a dog, you probably you get you a German Shepherd or something. No, you ain't go, no. you ain't gonna need. My it. brother has a, a German Shepherd. That dog is huge and it's still a puppy. The dog is they smart too. They are very smart. That's all he talks about is how smart that dog is. I'm telling you, that dog would love you. He'd be walking and around it's a purebred. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you need is a German Shepherd. I do not want a German Shepherd. A dog is way too big. I can't see you with a little accessory dog. I really can't. I mean... I, I really can't. It's not for you to visualize. I'm not doing it to make you happy. I'm now, just saying, I? I can't visualize this you for, with... A, this a, ain't for Matt. I'm just saying, that just don't seem like that fits. You're not... You don't come, you're not, to me, you're just not an accessory kind of person. You just know. You seem like you would have a dog. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Just want a small little dog. Yeah, I'm gonna ask JB see what he think. Okay. Should he agree with me? I'm sure he will. You say that like he won't have his own opinion. I didn't say that at all. What kind of dog did you have when you German Shepherds? When you had got that dog that one time? Oh, I had a lab pit bull mix. Oh, okay. That I couldn't keep because I was allergic to. Hmm. But it was a lab pit bull. It was dope. Yeah, I don't want a big dog. You dripping. There wouldn't be enough space in my apartment for a dog that big. <clears throat> you got to walk him. Take him outside. Let him poop. That's with any dog. I'm saying, man. It's going to be work. I said thinking about it. I didn't say I had committed or made the final decision. Okay. I'm answering a question, but that's playing defense. Somebody in their feelings. All right. So let's get to it. So you watched, I watched a documentary that you had me watch. I'm kind of, how do I say this? I was kind of, I'm kind of, um, Salty about it, but happy about it because I went off and picked something strictly just pure entertainment. You come back with some educational documentary piece where I was like, damn, like I feel like I gotta step my game up now and pick something that has some kind of meaning or, or useful. Well, I just always feel like if I'm gonna spend some time watching something, then. I can gain something from it. Yeah. It's always more beneficial when there's knowledge that follows. So, yeah. I felt like this was a really... It's the medical industry. It's a, a big topic. And it's a lot of stuff behind the scenes going on that if you don't search for the answer, you'll never know. So, when they put stuff like this in front of you, it's best that you pay attention so that you know what's going on, you know, firsthand instead of you getting secondhand information. And we're talking about the Bleeding Edge documentary on Netflix. Just came out this week. Was that correct? Or last week? It came out last week. Last week. I believe. Came out last week. Documentary about the medical industry. Medical equipment. Equipment. Doctors. 
lobbyists, just all of it. Yeah. And I've known about, you know, the Mega Street to some degree, but I've never really thought about it or observed it in this capacity, meaning like this seems like the biggest I don't know if the word is conspiracy, but just the biggest fuck you out there. Like, compared to the other things that are happening in society as far as, like, I don't know. Um, And and not to belittle other things that are happening in society. I'm talking about just the scale. Like, okay, like police brutality, for example, against black people. It's a horrible thing. It's happening all the time, right? It's been happening forever. Which is happening, for the most part, from what I understand, mainly to black and brown people, right? Mm-hmm. You got the medical industry doing all the crooked stuff they're doing, and they're doing that to everybody. Right. Black, white, brown, gay, straight, like whoever they can get their hands on, they like, let's get this money. Your thoughts? I actually took a whole lot of notes. I mean, would you agree that they're just getting over on everybody? Women? Well, women were specifically talked about a lot in the documentary. Women were more so talked about because women go to the doctor more than men. Mm -hmm. And women probably have more procedures than, you know done to them than men do because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that they mentioned was the only thing that they mentioned was like a hip replacement for for a guy but everything else was women in the documentary yeah but would you say that their equal opportunity you know go-getters whether that's male or female oh, against oh against they're not just going anyone. after women they're just going after whoever they can target yeah which is what I was saying, how I think this is maybe one of the biggest fuck yous out there is the medical industry. They can do good and great and amazing things, but it seems like, you know, they're getting over on people just because they can. And the uh, the evaluation process before they put out medical equipment or drugs, you saw the loopholes. Right, mm-hmm. it's easy to put something out and use the word innovation and new, and people get excited about it. And before you know it, you got something in you that you can't get out, like a piece of equipment, metal. I don't know. Um, but after watching it, it really freaked me out because I was just like, I, I couldn't, I can, but I can't. Like the just observing the level of inhumanity. In those people is is astounding. Um, for example, you saw the part where I think they were they had, they had obtained video footage of the approval process for the uh, sterilization Shore, and they were laughing in it, talking about you know, well, if we ever get in trouble, they're gonna call us before Congress, and we'll have to answer questions. <laughs> You know what I mean? Knowing that the thing was 
going to hurt women. They had tried it on a small study group, and I think they said the clinical trial was like 12 to 18 months for something that's supposed to sterilize you for a lifetime. Yeah. So 12 to 18 months isn't enough time for you to tell me that, yeah, this is a great product and it's going to work and there won't be any side effects in the long run. Which was supposed to be the rest of your life. Which was like how I was when I got the LASIK. I was like, well, how long has this been around? Yeah, that freaked me out. You know, like, okay, so has anyone had any issues with this? This is your eyes. You know, I don't want to mess myself up because I don't want to wear glasses or deal with the bothers bother of contacts anymore yeah you know so but they told me that you know people had been doing this since like the 70s or the 80s and they're not they're not inserting anything yeah but they're cutting but they're cutting um not to get sidetracked sidetracked here or distracted um i got lasik i don't know maybe five four years ago i don't know and there was like i think like a year or so after i got it um i started seeing colors and like there were weird things going on my vision I had freaked out and I was like I knew they were going to fuck me up I knew it I knew it and I called my eye doctor um, or the the guy who did it and real nice guy he actually met me at the office at like 9pm at night he said just come on up here take a look at it and figure it out see what's going on I was like man so, um, my wife driving up there, we go in, he's looking at my eyes, retina's still attached, everything looks all right. Blood pressure to your eyes, though, is real low. I was like, what? He's like, the blood pressure, like, whatever's going to your eyes is real low, so we're going to give you something to boost the blood pressure or something to your eyes. I was like, how does that happen? They were like, I don't know, it just happens. So, he gave me something, blood pressure went, picked back up, I started seeing clear again, and I haven't had a problem since. But I still wonder to this day, whatever that was, how bad could it get? And was that because I got LASIK? <laughs> so to say it freaked me out and I may have experienced something because of it. Mm-hmm. But they don't call it practicing medicine for nothing. Definitely. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> practicing. They're practicing. Did I get that from you? Maybe. I don't know. That's, but that's what it's called. Oh, I don't know. I don't, oh, no. I think it was JB's mom. I think maybe. Uh-huh. That's something that she said. They practice it. And so I was just like, you're absolutely right. Cuz no, medical practice. Medical practice. He didn't say he was an expert. He said I'm still learning like you. <laughs> <laughs> right? I just went to school longer. We're going to learn together. That's basically <laughs> what he's saying like if this don't work, let me know. We're going to try something we'll else. Try something else. We practice it. <laughs> Nobody's it right. an expert. Practice makes Perfect. But there's no experts. <laughs> They're all practicing. Right. People have been doing it for like 60 years. I'm still practicing. He's still trying to get it right. <laughs> what does that tell you? That nobody knows anything. That's scary, right? That's why I would be like, with anything I'm getting, how long have you been doing it? I don't want nothing new. I want the oldest thing you got that's been working. Do that one. Because, you know, they mentioned something about um, CAT scans and how... Too many CAT scans can be cancer. Radiation, yeah. I had a CAT scan, like, last year. I was like, oh, shit. But it says excessive. Right. And, and (laughs) you like, I guess it depends on your sensitivity to radiation as well. Some people are more sensitive than other people. Yeah. Which is with anything, which, you know, unfortunately. But 
it just made me think like okay if it's unnecessary like if they know and then the guy was saying that you know he had asked for them to put a sticker on the machine for the doctors and the patients to be aware and they like they refuted it they were like no we're not going to do that and then um the people that were trying to like they were advocates of making people aware of what these different machines would do they like were fired you yeah know, or gotten like not oh of them. yeah you okay they put spyware on their machine yeah on their they were stuff mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just thinking how hateful how, are just, you that driven by money that you know you're willing to risk someone's right. life at the fat at the fact of fattening your bank account absolutely get that money by any means necessary secure the bag as long as you just let your family know not to do it, yeah. I'm okay because I'm only looking out for mine. You know, I don't care about anybody else and their family and the stress and turmoil and struggle Pain. that they would have to go through. The, uh, the Latin um, Hispanic lady. Yes, having to stay in the hotel. You see how it ended? She kids. had to give her kids up to a... A church support group or something like that. A homeless church support group. And what does she have? Does she have the uh, the mesh pad or the... No, uh, she had the Eshore. The Eshore. She had the Eshore. What and about that mesh pad? That was crazy. That's I think the craziest thing that they said was that mesh has to come out, but we've not been trained on how to take it out. We were only trained on how to put it in. But you can't apparently take it out because it messes with your tissue. Mm-hmm. They said it's like getting gum in your hair. Like, right. So it's a partial. How about when she said that her and her husband were having sex and, and it cut him? How about because of Eshore mesh pad, a Da Vinci machine, yeah. hysterectomies. Mm-hmm. The woman said her colon was hanging out. These women, these people can't have relations no more. Yeah. It's hard. Just ruined it. All because I I trusted what my doctor said. Isn't that crazy? And you know, uh, one lady brought up a really good point about the Da Vinci, and I can uh, I can uh, attest probably to the uh, Eshore too. Is that when it's like the new best thing? Like you trust these doctors. Yeah. You trust that what they say is golden. Like you spent eight, twelve years in school learning and practicing, you know, and, and trying to be better at this. So. We feel like what you say is is law, and so yeah, we're putting our life in your hand, and you're saying you don't really know what this is going to do, and then you're listening to the medical equipment providers. But They're you, not even doctors. I know. So, They're just people that make equipment. Yeah. You're the ones that's supposed to use it, so they know nothing as more as you, you know. They don't know as more, much as the doctors know. Right. But you're letting them train you on how to use certain equipments and scientists were even saying that that mesh was garbage yeah and they still put it on the market anyways had a guy testifying that he knew that it was you know it wasn't gonna it was work trash and then um they said that um johnson and johnson had 300 million dollars in lawsuits but they made but they made 83 billion billion what what is what's the percentage what's 300 it's like five dollars yeah like <laughs> what's the percentage of that like you made 683 billion dollars yeah and you were only now that makes you feel like you were only sued for 300 million yeah that's it that barely pinched you yeah they're like hmm wait right exactly that's exactly how i felt like they're saying like we're making way too much money to pull it like okay if we get hit for a couple of million 
What about the profit and losses? But, but the profit and, is so and, much greater. Isn't that so crazy though? Like that's that, the world that we live in. Like, isn't that wild though? Yeah, it you is. really think about that. There's somebody in a house somewhere sitting with they with their money and their family and people they love. Right. Knowing they sell some trash. Mm-hmm. That's not just like I don't know what the word is. It's not just a bad product. It's ruining people's lives. And one lady, she was like, she used to be so much more upbeat. And, you know, she used to be able to do things. Now it hurts to do anything. They're sexual. And her husband was just kind of sitting there. And I was mm-hmm. looking at him. I was like, ooh. Sex life kind of, you know, out the window. He looked like he, he might. I don't know. Never mind. And they started this group. And it's just like, oh, my God. You just, but you never think that that's gonna happen. And then, like the device was so tiny, you're like, this can't possibly have these type of long term effects on me. But now, me personally, I would have to say, like, being in that situation, having to talk to me about some kind of device they want to put inside me, I think I would naturally be very skeptical about that. Would you? No. Or you would be like, yeah, you got it. I, I I probably would trust the doctors. Prior to seeing this, I, I probably would have trusted the doctors. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm naturally a skeptical person, so I'd have been like, hold on. Let well, me well, I, I take that back this. only because when it comes to, like, things that have to do with your, like, reproductive system, uh-huh. I'm kind of apprehensive about that, about that because I feel like it's natural for your body to do certain things. Uh-huh. You know? So, with that being said... I probably would have researched it without just jumping into it, but I would have considered it. Yeah. Okay. I would have. I would have. I, I read reviews on everything, though. Like I'm gonna read. Would you review. do research I, I, prior I, I, to I, this? Would you look? Have, okay. Yeah. Because okay. I would have had those same concerns. But this is even with like breast implants, like you know, like I would have researched it. It's just wild to me, man. That people would do that just all on account of money they're doing it we got evidence that they're doing it and then at the end like they were saying like all of these different countries have pulled this issue and I, I had never heard of this birth control device ever I've heard of the only thing that I've heard of them inserting inside of you is the Mirena I don't know if you've heard of that no I don't think so okay that's the only thing I know that that's been around for a very long time. I know about the shot, the patch, the pills. It's a whole bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. But this was for permanent sterilization. Yeah. Which I don't understand how scientists would not see that when your body, when you introduce something foreign into the body, it's going to have a reaction. It never reacts well. And you're putting metal. Did you see the one where that woman had like six of them? They was just in there. It's yeah. just in there. Because they told her, they said it, it moved or it went into the uterus. Okay, put another one in there. Okay. What so the hell? Let me ask you this. You just going to let her just walk around? Let me ask you with this. With something in her body? I really... I, what the hell? I really need to know the answer to this. I'm not going to get it. So you're the doctor doing that. Doing the procedure, Right. Right. You're a doctor, so you went to school. You you you've learned some things about the human body, right? You know something. Yeah, you know about enough. the human body. You passed. You passed. You're a doctor. You got your license or whatever. 
<laughs> what part of inserting something metal into a woman right and it doesn't take were you like it's okay oh all right it's gone where'd it go how do you tell how do you tell the woman when she wakes up or because i put six of these in you but you're okay don't worry about it they're somewhere floating you should shit them out like how (laughs) like no no seriously let's let's talk about it how do you tell her like how do you get them out so you think he you think he knew he did something wrong how do you not if that's what i'm saying how how why did he keep putting them in there if 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 they're saying that it's supposed to sit here in this fallopian tube and the body is going to have some type of reaction where it's going to inflame and it's going to close off the fallopian tube and stop the fir- the sperm from getting to the eggs and it's not there because that's where it's supposed to be right there in that tube thing right there but it's not there so it's floated off somewhere where else go? So now we don't have any idea where the, this um, device is. It's just floating inside of you. I think you should be okay. It shouldn't affect you at all. How do you have that conversation with somebody? Because I'm going to ask you, you, you mean to tell me that they're just floating? It's not going to cause like got six of these any problems, cramping? Like There's just metal floating in my body. Can you? Why you didn't get it out? I'm going to have all kinds of questions. And, so but they were saying they weren't trained on how to get it out. Right, they just, weren't just like with the mesh. They weren't trained. So why on how are you putting it, it in if you don't know how to get it out? Nobody is ever thinking about what's next. They're only thinking about what's now. So how, I don't understand how you have a quote unquote an intelligent doctor. I have like if I'm a doctor, I get this thing, insert this to a woman, it'll sterilize. Blah blah blah. Like you can't go through the steps like. What if I don't insert it right? What happens then? Do I pull it back out? Do I like what's how do you not go through those steps to arrive at that? But you know what? They had some questions that were unanswered like that and they still pushed the thing through. I can't remember exactly what the questions were. Remember, because one guy had a question. He was like, you know, no one is still answered for me, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they just moved on like that was it. That's wild, man. That's wild to me. I don't. I don't understand. Like, all that I can say is, I really hope there's a judgment day. And in saying that, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. If, if I want there to be a judgment day, I gotta get judged for shit I've done. Right. And I'm gonna have to answer for things that I've done. And I'm prepared. I think I'm prepared to deal with that because I don't believe I've done anything horrible. I may have done some shifty things as a teenager in my early 20s regarding lying to women and dating, you know, but I've never hurt anybody. I've never, you know what I mean? I've never done anything I think that was really malicious. So I would be prepared to answer for whatever things I've done wrong. But I really hope there's a judgment day because all these people are doing all this under the pretense that they're getting away with it. And we're not. And I'm talking to everything, like not even stacking this. those books. Like Donald Trump, all the all the crooked oligarchs and rich people. Like, yeah, dumping pollution in the water, poisoning people. Back home, my wife's um, uh, hometown, Little Hawk in Ohio, poisoning the water up there, giving people cancer. Look, you know what I mean? Like they, you know, they're like Flint, Michigan. 
I saw, um, I think it was the Dominican or I don't know exactly where, but I saw a photo full of, um, the ocean was full of plastic. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. It's all, it's going around the internet. Full of plastic. Yeah, this, I just saw it yesterday. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, man, I got to recycle. Yeah. That's all I can think about. Like, I got to be an advocate for this, you know, because we, we, we're here on this earth and we're taking it for granted. And every day we're feeling like, okay. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know if we're feeling invincible or like we don't care. We're gonna wait till it's not minute. affecting me directly right now. So it's not an issue for me right now. That's how people think. Right. That's I what think. I'm saying. But sooner or later, that right now is gonna catch up to you, and then it's, it's gonna be right now, which is all those times that you ignored, and now you can't go back, and you're gonna be wishing that you would have done what you could back then. But now that opportunity has passed. So how do we get? people to have empathy for things outside of your I think you have to make it hit home that's the only way you have to bring it close to heart because otherwise people are not going to feel it they're not going to feel it they're not going to feel it until it hits them like way too close for comfort so is that saying for example the bottles in the water Okay. for a person to be like damn I need to recycle Compared to a person that sees that in their news feed. And like, oh, look at that sucks. You know, I'll look at the shiggy dance. You know, <laughs> just moving on. For that person, to for it to affect them, they have to connect that to their life, you're yeah. saying. How do you do that with anything? Like, what's the real, like, world application? Like, how does that... How will we even do that? Like... Nah, homie, listen. There's not going to be clean water for anybody to drink in like 30 years. You showed them. You know. You show them where it's affecting people. You get people to talk about it. You know, people that's actually living in that situation. Maybe if you can get them to talk about it. And then you go and you actually. And then you have to reach like maybe like boys clubs. Like, you know, you go talk to little boys that are Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. If you if you get the kids, they're going to wear the parents out. Mom, they said we got to recycle because of this, you know, like mm-hmm. and even if you if even if you're talking to 10 kids and only one parent listens, that's one parent that you were able to reach. that's going to probably pass it on to somebody else. So now there's two people that you reach. I mean, it's not easy, but it's somewhere to start. You know what? Um. Um. Okay, so like police shootings, black people know about these things, right? Who? Black people. Okay, I thought you said blind people. I'm like, <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Where black people know about this, right? White people get on board, not all of them, but some white people get on board when they see it. And they're like, ooh, I've seen some of that. I've seen that happen with certain white people. Like damn, like that is pretty fucked up. Like he didn't really, he really didn't do anything wrong. He just got shot. Mm-hmm. So they were able to see it, and it had a reaction to them because you know they're a human being with feelings. They're like, oh, that was wrong. And then I hear him say things like, that could have been my dad. That could have been my brother. That, you know, and what then? So when they do see things, when people do see things. They tend to, I guess, to an extent, personalize it. 
you know, when there's a human, some kind of human connection, you know, um, I'm going to get, I'm not going to get this right. At some point in time during the civil rights era, um, Martin Luther King and all that, you know that, I, I don't know what the numbers are with this, but the majority of, of white America didn't believe anything bad was happening to black people. Okay. They thought that we were troublemakers and that everything's fine. There's no issues because they're off in their world doing whatever they're doing. It's not affecting them. So it's, it doesn't mean anything. They don't see it and they're not researching it. Right. But when they started televising and people started filming it and you saw them spraying black people with hoses and stuff mm-hmm. and, and sicking dogs on them and like cops um, like beating them when they would. Oh, what was that bridge? There's some bridge that went across in Selma, I think, or somewhere. Um, they were able to actually see it. Then it started to affect them. They were like, oh, this is a problem. And they would now join and participate. Some white people, not all of them. Um, they would then, you know, join in and have empathy and try to partake in whatever the injustice is. So I was saying all that to say, I think that part of the solution is showing it. And showing, but I think you were saying. Don't point at me. The <laughs> showing the <laughs> the human connection to it, like if you were to show those bottles and all that in the water, it just looks like bottles in the water. And then maybe you show wherever that is. I don't know where that was at. Maybe that's how that's affecting locals where they live. You know. Okay, so like. But they said it was like it's going to be more plastic bottles in the ocean and they were fish so now the food supply is in danger you know right so now you cut off the food supply if that's your number one source because if you live on an island then obviously seafood is your number one source when it comes to meals and exports and stuff like that so if you if you show the effect of that that it would have Um, on their culture yeah then it would resonate with some people that were familiar with it, but the thing about it is, how far does your does your mind reach? You know, are you there yet to to receive those types of right. things? You know, when they were deporting uh, uh, Mexican families and separating them, separating them from the babies. You remember the photo? Did you, did you ever see the photo of the little girl that was crying in yeah. front of Trump? Well, they well they, they yeah they superimposed her. yeah, but yeah. that girl and yeah. that that photo. Hurt people, right? It was painful. It was painful. It was painful. Especially to watch if you have children, even if you didn't have kids, because you think like my my whole thing was you're taking all these little bitty babies away from their parents and you're putting them with strangers and you know you got all this these pedophiles, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's like you don't you don't know if the child. I, uh, it was just frustrating to even think about. It's a it. lot. I don't want to talk about it. Right, it's a lot, but until you showed it. People will be like, ah, you know, it ain't that serious. Go with me, dirty Mexicans or whatever they say. You know, they deserve. But when you see them have a human reaction and a human connection, and you see, once you see them as a person, no, you know what got me <clears throat> is when the news anchor broke down on TV. When yeah, she couldn't even get out. Like you know, she had to cut to to the next person. Oh, that got me. She couldn't even talk about what was happening because she was so emotional. You, it's just so wrong. Like in that moment, I probably would have died because 
trying to pull Hayden away from me and take him, you're never going to take him from me. You're, you're never going to take him from me. You're going to have to kill me to get him away from me. Because once you take him away from me, I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again or what you're going to do. Fuck that. You are going to have to kill me. So I, I can't even imagine. I cannot. Can't. He, so little and so innocent. That is so evil. That's cruel. That and is then, so and evil. What, what was your plan? You just take these kids away from their parents and then put them on government assistance? Who's going to take care of these babies? I don't know. Well, how, how did you not think this through? And the whole thing about it is... You're going to put them in foster care? Check this out. How, like, unproductive is this? This is how stupid I think these people are. And by these people, I mean the Republicans and the people in power. I said it. These idiots, in my opinion, said they want to do this to teach them a lesson. Right. Don't come here or this is going to happen to you. Right. Okay. They said that. that those are the words out of their yeah, mouth. No, I, I remember hearing okay. them say that. So they say that. So they break up the family. You now got the adults over here right. and the children over here. From a from a vindictive or evil standpoint, wherever they're coming from, you have now in my opinion, I'm like you're shooting yourself in the foot. You've now created so much work for yourself that you you are it, the, it's it's ass backwards. You've created so much unnecessary work for yourself. It's like a stupid criminal to me. Like yeah. you ever see like a guy? You ever see those videos like we see guys that try to rob like a like a store? They get stuck in the store or something. I saw one <laughs> stupid one where. Dumbass tried to go through the roof and she ended up falling through. Yeah, and they caught her. Yeah, like just just the dumbest. Right, like stupid criminals. That's how I. That's how I view the Trump administration and these people. But like, you guys are idiots. Like you couldn't even think of a smart way to get your point across. You did it in the most unproductive, ineffective, messy then, way you could. You've now created a whole bunch of work for yourself. For yourself. For yourself. All right. You did that to your. You shot yourself. In the, you now have like a thousand children. You gotta. You gotta organize and figure out what to do with. It's kind of like um, when you you do something stupid, and now you have to pay for it twice. <laughs> yes. You know, you have to pay for it twice because not only did you take the manpower and the man hours to separate them to set up this little sting operation yeah. but now you have to house them and feed them and now you have to return them Yes. so now you have to fly and all these flights and all these phone calls and it's like what the hell and where do you think they're getting that money from from us from taxpayers god damn it <laughs> and so I'm like and you got their supporters like, yeah, America, make America. I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. I'm like, <laughs> this is so ass backwards. I don't even know how to talk about it. Right. I'm like, this would be like me, I don't know, going to your refrigerator, pulling out food, making a sandwich, taking the sandwich, throwing it in your toilet, try to flush it. 
your toilet overflows. I not only didn't eat the sandwich, I now flooded your toilet. Now you gotta clean up the now mess. Now I gotta clean up the mess. Call a plumber, maybe. <laughs> Pay the money for the plumber. You gotta mop the floor. Now you gotta clean up the bathroom. And I'm still hungry because I didn't eat the sandwich. Now you gotta go make another sandwich. <laughs> make another sandwich. Yeah. It's just like, this is just some dumb... An offset of problems, like one after the other. I'm like, why couldn't you have just sent them back with the family? Mm-hmm. That way, there's no detention center. There's none of that nonsense. Just they just can't come. Send them back with your family. You can't come here, right. which I disagree with. I don't know. That's I disagree with. That. I feel like you should be able to come here and do things. Um, what jobs are they taking that we want? What I've, I've always wondered about that. It's not like they're coming to your call center like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. Or you do, No, they're not. They're not doing your jobs that, that you want. They're doing other jobs, you know. Um, so I always thought that was bullshit. They're taking – what jobs are they taking? It's just it's, – to me, it's one of those because I said so. <laughs> you can't come over here because I said so. Like, if you're going to come over here, come over here the legal way. Now, if we're going to get real about that, the legal way? I'm not talking about, I'm just saying, I, just, I know you're saying that's what they say. But if we're going to get real about that, we, ain't nobody here except the Indians. For as far as I can, as far as I know, I don't know who got here before the Indians. I don't know. I wasn't here, <laughs> clearly. So it was stolen from them. How do you steal something from somebody, now proclaim it yours, we don't want any foreigners. Motherfucker, you're a foreigner. Right. This is not... America is not is not white. It's not what this is. This was stolen. Get them. It's not your country. You stole it. You stole it. You right. stole it. Ain't it crazy? Hey. That's some crazy shit. I don't mean to jump around here. If you, you, You're a cowboy fan, right? Don't do that. Yes, I am. You know where I'm going? I don't. Hear, oh, wait a minute. You hear Dak? Dak, yeah, I knew you were going to You hear your boy there. Dak? Yeah, I I didn't listen to um, I didn't listen to what he said, so the information that I got was secondhand, and I don't remember verbatim, but I know it was kind of something like he said that the debate about the national anthem doesn't belong on the football field or something like and that. Yeah, and he's just out there the to, is, to just play the game, and we shouldn't be protesting during the anthem. I'm all for change, but we shouldn't do it during the anthem and blah 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 blah. Okay, even before that, are you familiar with what Jerry Jones said? I don't know what he said. Where he said, the NFL issued a statement saying, the rule this season is, um, everybody has to stand for the anthem. If you don't stand for the anthem, you're welcome to go into the locker room. Right, I know that much. Okay, but you can't kneel, or there's going to be fines, and you might get you know fired from your team. Which is the main reason I'm not watching the NFL this season. Um, you're not? Fuck the NFL. <laughs> Fuck the NFL. I feel very strong about that. <laughs> I think the first game is in like 40 days. Fuck the NFL because I'm like, I can't support something. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying me. I can't support something that's going to oppress my people. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. You can't, you can't just because they're getting paid as entertaining. You're trying to oppress and, 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 and tell me I can't stand up for what I believe is true and what I believe is right and what I believe is humane. I can't say don't shoot innocent black people. I can't say don't shoot innocent 12-year-old black kids. I can't I can't say that's wrong. You won't let me say that. You can go to hell. 
NFL. Um, so they say that. Um, Jerry Jones comes out and says, you can't even go to the locker room. Oh. You will be on the field and you will stand or you will be fired or there will be severe penalties. That's what he says. So everybody's like, fuck Jerry Jones. Okay. That come out and say what he said after Jerry Jones says that. So everybody's like, well, Dak, we know who your master is. Oh, it's a tough situation to be in. Man. It's really but you got to stand for something. It's, it listen, is a tough situation okay, no, no, to no, no, be no. in. For the it's, players. For the players. Yes, because it's they have families. Because you've, you've worked all your life. This is all that you've known. And and some players before this this um, this protest started, they didn't have to deal with this. They were able, they had to deal with other shit, but they didn't have to deal with this. Yes. But they were able to enjoy their football career and not know this. But if you're if you're in this, yeah, you're right. But if you're in this era, then we're protesting because of this anthem and the choice, the freedom of choice to kneel or to stand for the anthem. But as a little boy, you worked all your life and your career. And to this get is to how this you feed point. your family. This is how this you, how feed you your provide fa- for your family. But it, it, for some of them, it's not even about the. The the money it's about the lights it's about the money but it's about the lights it's about the character that it that it gives you you know he's the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys America's so, favorite team the question would be that's not true that's a that's a slogan that's not a slogan it's the truth that's not the truth we're not gonna argue about it that's not the truth what who who's your favorite team not the Cowboys is is it the Browns no I don't really, I don't have a favorite team <laughs> I'm from Ohio. <laughs> um, Why would you throw that in there? <laughs> America's, America's favorite team. <laughs> You're so corny. <laughs> Cowboy fans. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because he's the he's the okay the quarterback for the Cowboys. So question is, I know that's where do you draw the line? Little boys' dreams. <sighs> where, like, seriously though? I I can I I sh- where do you I draw the line? Get out my thought. Where do you like? That's not for me to answer because I'm not in his shoes. You're not, but where could you just hypothesize with me? I can't. Where, where, like, where do you draw the line? When is enough enough? When do you say no? When do you say like no? Like judgment day, you're gonna have to face God. No, God, I had to get my money. God's like, you can provide it for your family another way. Nah, God, I had to get my money. It's okay that I, I let this injustice slide. I had to get my money. You're going to have to look God in the eye and say that. Don't point at me like that. Like, you feel that strong. You strongly. believe in God, too. You, If you feel that strongly about it, you need to have that conversation with Dak. You're, not, you're talking to the wrong If I can meet Dak, I'm like, you got to answer to God hey, someday. DM him. Hit, him. hit him on the ground. You know what? I actually will. You actually should. I will do it if I can. If I, I'm using my device, but I would do it. You should. I will after we finish this. I'll watch me do it. I will watch <laughs> me do it. <laughs> but you see you what I'm saying? Do it. And then post it to the Instagram page and say, this is the, the DM that I sent Dak Prescott. I will. Yes, you I will. should. I That's will. exactly what you should do. Um, Because it's wrong. Okay. Because it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's wrong. You can't sit here and tell me 
there is anything that's more important than shooting innocent people, murdering innocent people, let alone children. Who's Tamir Rice? Like kids. If somebody shot Hayden, I know you have spent a lot of time, but you've seen him. If somebody shot Hayden, and he got a cop, not somebody, if a cop shot Hayden, because he didn't like the color of his skin. And an NFL player or a pro athlete was like, I'm going to protest, Matt, I'm going to stand with you on this, I'm going to protest it. And then he come out, he he do what he do, he kneel, he do whatever he do. And then they tell him he can't do it. And he says, you know what, Matt, I'm sorry. Sorry, your kid got murdered. I can't help you. I think he's got to answer to God. <laughs> God's like, what did you do? Listen, I think there's gonna be a lot of people in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, or how about this? Maybe not even hell. That's, that's maybe harsh, but maybe the maybe the ghetto at the end of the podcast. Maybe the ghetto in heaven. You don't get to go to the nice parts, but you get to go to the, to the ghetto or the slums. How do you put heaven. a ghetto in heaven? Because everybody ain't gonna get to go to the nice parts. How do you know that? What? What? Because the really, the really, that don't even the, make no, no, sense. Hold on, the really, like you couldn't have thought that all the way through. Like you can't go down to the Beverly Hills of the heavens. You can't. You gonna have to go you know, down. You know who's gonna be there? The people who did who did right took a stand. Like for example, Dad, I'm just throwing out. I'm just throwing this out right I now. I can't take you serious right now. Okay, right? hold on. Okay, <laughs> who okay. did right are gonna be on Rodeo Drive, but everybody else is gonna be on Peachtree. Okay, so the really bad people be in hell, but the not so bad people who could have did better but didn't for whatever reasons, they get to go to heaven, but they don't get to the nice parts of heaven. Right. Like Kaepernick, for example, he gonna be in the Rodeo Drive. He gonna be where the he, he gonna be where it is. He gonna okay. okay. So let me just King. So, the, so the qualifications are just that you stood up for your for, that you stood for something. That's the only qualification. No, no, you you did what was right, no matter what it is. What well, protests? But what if health? You, okay, but you you're saying that he's gonna be on rodeo based on this situation. What if he's doing something wrong? I right can't now? speak to that. I'm only speaking exactly. on what I know. So how do you how do you just put him I'm there just, just using, for that? I'm just using him as an that example. It doesn't work though. Okay, hold on. How about how about a teacher somewhere who is doing everything she can to help little kids, sacrificing? We don't even know her name. Well, this is not gonna work. Okay, <laughs> and she's doing great things, but we'll never know who she is. She's gonna be balling in heaven. Okay. <laughs> And the rest of us that are this like, your vision. and the rest of us that are like, nah, God, I had to get paid. Right. We ain't gonna be the night. Not gonna parts. make it. Okay. <laughs> now, we might make it, but we not. What gonna about be what about nuns? Nuns. I don't really know about nuns. What about nuns? Wait, wait, nuns that like are nuns and then they revert back to like regular citizens. You think that God gonna take that into account that they? I don't know. Where, I don't know where the line is. I feel like this is turned into a comical situation now. <laughs> 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 You, you, you say everything with a smile on your face. I was being serious. I like. I think there's like. I think there's levels in heaven. <laughs> if you believe in heaven, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not believing in that. You're not fixing to brainwash me that there's a. So you think you think it's one or the other? It's boom I boom. Hope, I hope heaven got to get. You either got all of it or none of it. Yeah. Okay. I know. I, 
We can't prove it. I can't make a call and no. say, Granny, <laughs> tell me everything about it. You know, like I can't. I, I, I accept that. I mean, right. I'm like, that's so, cool. So just my vision of it is my vision. Your vision comes with a ghetto. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine if that works for you. I can't argue with you that... That'd be like two fools arguing about something that they know absolutely nothing about. Why, this, why would I do that? Go, I'm not gonna be see, a fool. Now you call me a fool. Like now you. No, no, why no, you no, do no. that? No, 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 no. I didn't. I call, call you no names. I didn't call you a fool. I said it would be two fools because who fools knows? Arguing. Yes, we don't know because we don't know. All right, I want you. I say this because my grandma, and my mom used to always say. My mom probably got it from my grandma. My mom, they would always say for like a really, really bad person, she would always be like, "There's a special place in hell for that person." I'm like, what? There's like layers to it? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> like, there's a special place in hell for them. My grandma used to always say, there's a special place in hell for preachers. <laughs> I, I would think that if I heard that, because I they were like using. There was a special chair for them to sit in. Like, nah. Not, not a, a chair of honor, but like a chair full of hot lava and, and thorns. Yeah, because she would say because a lot of preachers that she knew were crooked. Were. They were yeah, but they're like using God, right? To, like it's really bad, you know. Yeah. Like they're, they're, using the word, yeah, to to profit, yeah. to gain profit, not to prophesize. But she would say like if she saw that documentary, like the doctors inserting that thing, she was like, it's a special place in hell for them, right? Because they knowingly doing wrong to right. people, or hurting people, and passing through. They die, they're gonna be the worst. They're gonna be in the worst parts of hell. Gotcha. There'll be some other people that would be like nicer parts of hell. Okay. So you think, oh, okay, so it gets better. So it's not... It's not as bad. It's not hot, hot, hot. It's, it's just, just hot. It's hot. It's just hot, okay. No, you just, you, just you hot. go to hot hell. Like, some people be in hell and just be like, be like, 100, like 100 degrees all the time. Then we living in hell in Texas then. The, the hell is you talking wait, about? Wait, wait, what that, the hell? Would that be something, though? If, like, you wasn't, like, a real bad person, if you wasn't good, you got to hell, and then he was like, all right, this is where you're going to be forever. You're like... It's your bunk. It's your bunk. It's always 110. It'll never heat up. It'll never cool off. Sound like the desert. And you don't get no water and you don't die. Ever. You just hot just all the time. Burned up, looking like a raisin. <laughs> it's a red raisin. Or a what black if that raisin was like, or a prune. Like a level of hell of hell. And then like you go down with like like Hitler. That shit's like 600 degrees. That motherfucker is... Where, where Hitler land at? It's 600 degrees? Where Hitler at? Yeah. It's like 600, man. 650. And he just cooking. He's <laughs> screaming all day. Used to it. Like, ah! It'll never stop. That's funny. So I'm saying, I think I'd be... I think okay. I personally would be in heaven. I'd probably be like... I'd probably be like upper middle class. <laughs> I'm not the best person, but I'm not the worst person. I think I do my part. Okay. So. Hoping that's gonna make up. It's gonna the good gonna outweigh the bad. No, I'm just saying I've 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 changed my ways. Like things that I've done wrong in the past, I don't do them anymore. I've adjusted. Okay. So I might I don't behave that way anymore. I've changed. As you get older, you mature. Yeah, that's so the plan. I don't I don't engage in a lot of fuckery, if any, at this point in time. I see. So. You know, there you go. All right. I feel like we didn't even get to the topic we wanted to talk about. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to say it because... We can always use it for next time. We want to talk about something else in the next episode. Right. 
<laughs> you want to give them a preview? No. You just want to drop it all? We don't ever. We don't ever. You give don't, don't want to give them pre- like a trailer, like a preview? Nope. Next episode, we gonna talk about this. Nuh-uh. So they be like, oh, I gotta tune in. Nah. Oh come on, man. You don't want to give them nothing. All right. How about this? The next episode is gonna be real good. Tune in. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening. Sorry we didn't um, get the video up. And we're using a different recording system at the current time, but we will be back in action on the next uh, podcast. It's all because I got to go out of town. You guys tune in. Stay tuned in. We appreciate the love and support. Make sure you check us out on all platforms, social media and um, music stores. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Subscribe and like, share. Comment. Like. Comment. Feedback. Let us know what you think. All of that. Deuces. <laughs>